you slept in. We, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get those Z's. And if you do need to snooze, we'd much rather you did that at home in your warm, comfortable bed than in our pews. You can always catch up with the sermon later right here on the Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast. You'll still miss out on some things we think are pretty important, like intergenerational community and the support and encouragement that brings, inspiring music, children saying funny things at children's time, and we won't be able to give you any cookies, but we'll give you what we can. I'm Chris Marshall. And I'm Susan Foster. And we are United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada. We're not theological experts or homiletical harbingers of a new age. We're your average pastors helping our congregations think through life's big questions every week. We started this podcast, so if you're away from home or working or the snow kept you in, or maybe just sleeping in, you can keep up with some of the ideas floating around the church. Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon one of us gave on Sunday. So whatever day it is when you're listening to this, we just ask that you would keep an open heart and an open mind. And we're serious about that open mind and open heart. We don't really care if you agree with everything we say or not. In fact, we encourage you to question, to disagree, and to figure out what you think. But our sincere hope is that you will experience the mysterious, loving force in the world we know as God moving in your life as you consider this. So Christ the King Sunday. Christ the King! It's the last Sunday of the year. Right. I always talk about it. It's the New Year's Eve. Yeah, it's New New Year's Eve for the Christian church, which means it usually happens in November. Right. (laughs) So Advent 1 is the beginning of the Christian year. It's right before Christmas. And then uh, Christ the King is the end. So this was Christ the King Sunday sermon. And the scripture is this song that a guy named Zachariah sings. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I will not sing it to you, and you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, but Actually, Zach- Chris has a pretty good voice. <laughs> Zachariah. You don't want me singing it. <laughs> uh, Zachariah sings a song about how great God is, that God came to set people free and help us to understand the power of salvation in our lives and uh, fulfills all of God's promises and delivers us from tough times and helps us to understand mercy and faithfulness and um, all the things. And then he starts singing to his child. And he says that his child is the prophet of the highest and will go ahead of the savior to prepare the way and will present the offering of salvation to people, the forgiveness of their sins and all of these wonderful things about how this child will bring light into the world. Mm -hmm. And it's great. Yeah. And then we return to the story that it's placed in. Mm, So this is the scripture we're coming to today. I want to go back a little bit farther in our own lives, though, because in November, Susan and I both took some vacation. Yes. And we went to our favorite place in the whole world. Well, one of them, yeah. One of our favorite places in the whole world. We went to Disneyland. Yep. And we took my husband and uh, my stepdaughter with us. Mm -hmm. And I like that it's really Susan and I went to Disneyland and they got to come (laughs) along, too. They but would say it differently, but that's how we view it. They would probably say that differently, but that's really how, what happened. So um, <laughs> Emmy had never been to Disneyland before. She's eight. And we were sort of waiting until she was old enough to handle it, knowing that eight-year-old's still going to get tired in the middle of the day and all those right. things and trying to figure out how to, how to do that. But we went to Disneyland and Emmy is fearless. Yeah. At the very beginning of the of everything, she really just wanted to go on the roller coasters. Right. In fact, her favorite ride 
on our first morning was the Incredicoaster. She made us go on it twice in a row. Yeah. And she would have done it three times, but we were like, hmm. But we thought three times might make all of the adults lose their lunch. And we hadn't so had it yet. We hadn't even had lunch yet. So we went on the Incredicoaster, went on all the roller coaster rides, and she, the faster, the more furious, the better. Right. She loved them. <laughs> and then <laughs> one of my dear friends came to hang out with us, who has season passes with her two kids. Mm-hmm. And we would go up to a ride and say, do you want to ride this one? And her little girl would say, "Mm, I'm too little. I'm too scared. We'd say, okay, let's go find one that you want to ride. And so we'd go up to the next one. We'd say, do you want to ride this one? And she'd say, I'm too little. I'm too scared. And then we'd go up to the next one. (laughs) And we would do this for a while until we found one that she wasn't too little or too scared to ride. Well, Emmy got to be the big kid and got to hold her hand and comfort her. And all of that was fun for a minute. Mm-hmm. But then Emmy discovered it was actually more fun to say, I'm too, too little, little and I'm, I'm scared. too scared. And so it got to the point where Emmy did not want to go on any of the scary rides. Emmy wanted to go on all the little kid rides. And even the boat rides were scary to her. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a small, <laughs> small world. world. We had to convince the kid to get on It's a Small World because she was convinced she was going to drown. <laughs> now, It's a Small World is creepy in its own way. It has yeah. its scary moments. However, it has its moments, but it's not... The it's water. been there forever. It's never drowned anybody, as far as I can tell. I um, mean, we could probably touch the bottom from the boat. Yeah, it's like that moment in Jane the Virgin where she falls in the pool and somebody jumps in afterwards to help her and she not drown. And, and they they said, I didn't know if you could swim. And she goes, but you know I can stand, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm too little, I'm too scared sort of became her mantra. And it took us a few days to get her back on the scary ones again. Uh, it took us a lot of convincing if she'd gone on a scary one that she thought was too scary to try it out again, and then she would love it. Right. She would remember that she really wasn't too little or too scared to do this. The stories that we tell ourselves about who we are yep. have a way of either enhancing or limiting who we can become. This is not the truth. I mean, how many times do we, we meet people who don't see themselves and don't tell, aren't telling a story about themselves? That's true. That's true. Nobody will listen to me. Nobody will care what I think. Nobody cares about me. And it's like, well, the more you tell yourself that, the more Mm -hmm. you're cutting yourself off from the people who do care about you, from the people who do listen to you, from the ways that you do have influence in the world. Um, The number of times I've heard people say some version of I'm too little, I'm too scared. It's so easy to get overwhelmed by all the things that are going on in the world. Mm -hmm. And, And it's almost a way that we give ourselves a way out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. An escape, an armor, a barrier. It's a mask. It's a mask. I'm too little. I'm too scared. And so I don't have to. Mm -hmm. I don't have to try. I don't have to do anything. So Zechariah, who sings this song about how great God is and how faithful God is and how great his son will be, Mm -hmm. uh, is a priest in the temple. Right. And he's married to a woman named Elizabeth. And they're both getting older. And it's his turn to go into kind of this sacred space within the temple that they don't go into very often and and when he goes in he goes in expecting it will be as normal routine a routine visit Uh, but when he goes in an angel of the lord appears and zachariah is terrified because i think sometimes pastors and other people fall into the trap of thinking this is routine and then god shows up in a different way and it blows your mind A little unexpected and a little scary. So God shows up in this unexpected way and says, Zechariah, by the way, you're going to have a baby. 
And Zachariah says, I'm too little. I'm too scared. Too scared. Actually, what he really says is my wife is too old, <laughs> which is a much more dangerous thing to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I'm too little. Yeah, I'm too I'm scared. scared. But he says, I'm too little. I'm too scared. And the angel of the Lord, who had delivered this message to countless couples throughout scripture, right. who all said, are you sure? sure? I think was sick of hearing that. <laughs> I like that image. I think I love it was that just fat. Like, how many times have we said, this is going to happen? And then you guys go, no, it's not. And then it does. You're the person, Mr. Priest, who's supposed to be telling these stories and you don't believe them? What's going on with you? And so instead of saying, do not be afraid, the Lord, the Lord, your God is with you and all this stuff. He just says, you know what, Zachariah, sit down and shut up for a while. You need to take a little break because you need to see what God can actually do. So Zachariah is unable to speak for the next nine months. Right. I love this story. (laughs) I think there are many, many women who are pregnant or have been pregnant who would love it if their husbands could shut up for the whole nine months. <laughs> it's like the opposite of mansplaining. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, just... exactly. It's angel-splaining. Yeah, it's angel-splaining. <laughs> so, uh, so Zachariah has to take a seat for the next nine months. And when the baby is born, he's been given instructions that the baby shouldn't be named John. And so he tells Elizabeth this. By the way, I think my favorite part of the story is the unwritten part, which is that at some point, Zachariah had to come out of this room in the temple and explain to people what had happened. And And most of the people he was explaining it to were not literate, Mm -hmm. which means it must have been the best version of charades ever. ever. (laughs) Even even the charades with Elizabeth must have been amazing. Oh, man. So uh, so he comes out, he writes down the name John, and he says, our kid's going to be named John. Elizabeth says, fine. Baby's born. Everybody looks at Elizabeth says, what's the baby name? She says, John. They said, there's no Johns in your family. We'll name him Zachariah. And she says, that's what his dad says. So they turn to Zachariah and say, what's this child's name? And he says, his name is John. And it's the first thing he can He's speak. Like, yeah. And then, of course, he's so surprised yeah. that he can speak, that he bursts out in this song, song about God's faithfulness and salvation coming to every person yeah. and his son being a part of this work. And so this man who had said, I'm too little, I'm too scared sees what God can actually do with people who might actually be little and scared. Right. And decides to tell his son a different story. Yeah. I mean, that's the powerful thing, right? He decides to tell John, you will do great things. Thanks. You will be a great man. You will have important work and you will bring light into the world, which is the exact opposite of I'm too little, I'm too, too scared. scared. And Zachariah sings all of this, and in the midst of that, he says, so that, God is so great, so that we might serve without fear. Child, you will do this. You are becoming something. You will serve without fear. You see, what I think is that our falls and our failures don't show us that we're worms. Mm. They show us that we're resilient. Yeah. And on Christ the King Sunday, we're not saying isn't God awesome and Christ is the king and we're worms. What we're saying is Christ is the king King. and we are children of the king. Yeah. Yeah. We are children of God. It doesn't lower us. It lifts us up. It helps us to be resilient. Right. So that we don't fall into the narratives of I'm too little. I'm too scared. We are children of the king so that we might serve without fear. Yeah. Now, lest you think this is a self-esteem sermon. Which is, I mean. If it has that effect, good for you. Good for you. But that's not where, that's not where God, God places us, right? Yeah. God being king means we're all in this together. Yep. We are not alone. We are not alone in this. 
we don't have to have it all figured out on our own. Nope. That we, when we are little, when we are feeling little and feeling scared, um, we can take confidence, but we can also rely on each other. That other people are also children of the king. So as soon as you start to think that, yeah, you know, you got something on somebody else, you, you know, <laughs> check that impulse. Check that impulse. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're not little or scared either, you know. Right. And pay attention to the stories that you tell yourself about who you are and about who the people around you are. Uh, before you start to get frustrated with people, before you start to get dismissive of people. Yeah. Before you begin to do the other thing. You yeah. know, they're other, yeah. so they don't matter. Just pay attention. Pay attention to the narratives that you're telling yourself about who they are and how you are limiting how you can build the kingdom of God together. Christ is king, and that's good news for us. That's not good news because we are powerless. It's good news because it makes us powerful. Yeah. So may you be powerful. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to this uh, Sunday morning sleep-in podcast. If you have questions for us or stories that relate to what we've been talking about, perhaps you have a moment that helps uh, you can relate to this idea that, of the story you're telling. Shoot us an email at sundaymorningsleepin.gmail.com or find us on our, our um, website at Sunday Morning Sleep-In. Or just reach out to us. The theme music you're hearing is Take Me Higher by Jasper. The scripture for this sermon was Luke 1, 68 to 79. We'll post a link to that on the website as well. It's traditional at the end of a worship service for the priest to deliver a blessing to the congregation. A few wise words that make you just a little bit holier, but child, (laughs) you are a child of the king. You are a pretty, pretty princess, whoever you are. You don't need my words to give you anything. But I hope that you know that you are a blessing to the world, that you are made to be a blessing to the world, and I hope that you will serve without fear. This is the last podcast episode of the season. We'll start again next week with Advent, and you can tune in to us there. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you later. Bye.